0: Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Joining us to talk about opening new channels, lockers, and kiosks is Wayne Wadika, Chief Executive Officer of the Huntington Company, the Martinizing Franchise, 1-800-DRY-CLEAN, PRESS-FOR-TIME, and CRDN. And of his four franchise systems, he has 700 locations spanning seven countries, and system-wide sales approaching $200 and growing. He'll talk to us about using every channel available to offer greater convenience to your dry-cleaning customers, and we're very happy to have Wayne join us today. Wayne, welcome to the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. Thank you, Tim, good morning. Well, to get us started, Wayne, for our podcast listeners, how important is it today for owners to be using every channel to reach their busy clients?
1: Well, Tim, the business has changed considerably uh, in the 20 years I've been in it. If you are not looking for ways to diversify your business today, uh, you're, you're really on your way out of business. And as we go out and survey prospective plants to purchase, we hear the story over and over and over again from plant operators that say my business has been in decline and we see that the value of the businesses, the equity of their companies are slowly but surely uh, going backwards. And it's not because they're not good operators or good technically. Uh, it's because they're not thinking like a marketing person that happens to be in the driving industry. Yeah. If you think differently than the typical plant operator today, you, there are great opportunities out there to expand and, and leverage your business forward.
0: Let's talk about that busy customer today, Wayne. Do they like the convenience of a locker system and the convenience of a kiosk?
1: The locker business has been a great business for us. The reason today it's, it's such a hot area is that consumers' habits have changed. And I tell our franchise partners this all the time. Uh, we are not competing with the corner dry cleaner anymore. We are competing with how consumers acquire goods and services across the board. Consumer habits have changed. People are far more likely to use an app for yeah. everything from car services to food and it lands right in our in our category as well, provided there's convenient and qualities there. The consumer habits have changed. The dry cleaning industry hasn't. And we in our in my businesses are trying to meet the consumers' expectations which frankly are changed by other industries that have trained customers differently 10 years ago uh apps were not as prevalent or as readily uh, used as they are today but today there's an app for everything right yeah so uh we're addressing that concern by making our services available and it's not only through lockers it's through routes and and on-demand services as well
0: yeah, that was kind of a, a deeper dive. My next question that led right into it uh, with these changing consumer habits and apps, as you said, and these other channels that owners can make use of as well. Could you just talk a little bit more about that? You just mentioned routes.
1: So certain customers like the retail experience. They like to walk in the plant. They like to walk in the store. They, it's part of their day. It's on their way to work. It's just easy for them to walk in. They have a relationship with a customer service rep or the owner of the business. Some people like that retail experience. Then you've got a whole nother clientele out there of customers that really like the predictability of a a home pickup and delivery service or an office pickup and delivery service that's on certain days of the week, like Monday and Thursday or Tuesday, Friday, where they know, hey, I bring a bag in or I put a bag on the door, the driver shows up, he drops off my, my clean stuff, takes my dirty stuff, fills my credit card. There's certain customers that just want the predictability of the service. They don't really want to be bothered by the hours of going to a store or making two stops to have their clothes cleaned one time. And then there's this new breed of customer that we believe the lockers addresses head-on, and that is people that work in offices, live in multi-family apartments or condominium complexes that don't want a relationship at the counter. They don't want predictability of someone showing up on Monday and Thursday. Yeah. They want the service when they want it, the way they want it, on their time and their terms and conditions. And that's where a locker customer really steps in. So making a locker available to someone is really important for them and makes it, makes it easy.
0: Does it matter regionally what types of channels owners might use? Say, for example, in a colder climate, I'm thinking us in Chicago, you in Michigan, maybe drop-off lanes are more effective as a way uh, or other examples in other regions?
1: I don't think so, with one exception. Um the seasonality of our business, obviously there are certain months we're busier, uh certain months we're slower. That's sort of across the countries that we do business in, we don't see any um regionality. There's just seasonal ups and downs that happen, change of season typically. Sure. So the volume is just greater certain times of the year, but the use patterns are the same. Now, the one exception I would say in a really dense market like in New York City, uh Boston, Chicago uh, and this hasn't really scaled properly yet, but the on demand service where you can just go on and order a driver to be to you within a 15 to 30 minute time period. Uh, that model has really not proven to be sustainable, but it did have it showed legs in certain markets like New York city, as I said, LA, Chicago, uh, companies that are, have come and gone that were on demand or it tech companies that were outsourcing their work and hiring drivers and run around, uh, What that model proved to have uh, desire from the customers, the the true on-demand service was desirable from customers, but wasn't proven to be sustainable economically for any of the operators that tried it.
0: Do you think customers realize all the different channels that are available to them in in cleaning? And what could an owner do to maybe better communicate the launch of that new channel they're going to try out?
1: First of all, consumers don't. Uh, unless it's made you know, painfully obvious to them that there's <laughs> an opportunity.
0: Painfully, right? um, That's the word. You know,
1: it, you have to hit them over the head, honestly, because right. they're so conditioned to the way just the traditional model. And as an industry, we don't do a good job as a whole of letting customers know how our services are available in other, other uh, venues because, frankly, they're not available. Most don't do anything but open the front door and help people walk in.
0: Yeah. I think a side benefit, maybe not a lot of owners realize, is the vans that are out running around get a lot of uh, name recognition from people noticing, oh, it's so and so company making that, and they're here, they're there, you know, and I think that adds to it as well.
1: I agree. I mean, any opportunity you can make to make an impression uh, out in the public is worthwhile. Vans are certainly one piece of that.
0: You meet and talk with owners and customers all the time, Wayne. Uh, can you share a brief story or two just about how these lockers and kiosks and routes, other channels, have made a real difference to them?
1: Sure. It's For property managers in particular, the lockers just nail, nail it. I mean, all of the building owners out there, whether you're a commercial office building or residential property, are looking for amenities for the customers. And they're competing for customers. Yes. So offering more services today in the building, um, you know, or in the environment are, that are handy and, and convenient services are really top of mind for property managers. They want to make it easy for their, for their tenants. And so it's a great amenity. Uh, they typically welcome us into the buildings and multiple properties because typically the property owners or managers are managing more than one site. Uh, so once we break in with the property manager, it just sort of scales from there. It also cleans up some security issues. Uh, in many cases, when we open lockers in a building, they typically excuse the other dry cleaners from the property that have been coming in and going into the building, dropping off stuff at the concierge desk or running up down the hallways, hanging oh. clothes on doors. Yes, uh, we find that it solves a problem for the property manager, makes it. Uh, Creates, a, cleans up any security issues of you know drivers coming in out of the building, and it takes uh, the hassle off of the property manager's hands because oftentimes in residential buildings the the uh, the concierge or the front desk staff wind up having to deal with the dry cleaners issues, good or bad, uh, with their tenants. Yeah. Um, so it does a number of things beyond just making it more convenient for the consumer. It really helps property managers.
0: How have changes in the dry cleaning industry over the years brought about more of these channels to serve clients? It's really the consumer habits
1: that have changed. It's not yeah. the dry cleaning industry. Right. I mean, there's really not much we do differently uh, in our operations. I and mean, we basically take people's clothes and sell them back to them, right? That's what we do. <laughs> right. uh, so we don't make anything. We don't build anything. We don't flip burgers. We take your clothes and we sell them back to you, hopefully clean yeah. and on time. And the right stuff, right? This so, only
0: goes to the industry, so we're, we can say,
1: it's okay. No clients will hear this. Right. So when you look at right, what's changed, right. it's really the industry, the consumers, and the the ways of acquiring goods and services have changed in most other industries, and ours has been pretty slow to adapt. Now, ours is, is different, too, in that it's not a one and done. You're not picking up an order of food and dropping it off and the orders on or picking up a, a driver in a car and dropping them off a location. We have sort of a two way transaction plus some manufacturing or cleaning in the middle of it, right? So it's pretty complicated to apply some of the the other on demand approaches that are out there today. Uh, because of we're just a little more complex. We're not not a one and done service, I'd say.
0: Can you tell podcast listeners uh how these new channels this is feels like a little bit of a recap, but how these new channels can be effective in providing just greater customer convenience? It depends on the customer,
1: some want the predictability of the route, some want to have the service when they want it, where they want it, where the lockers work in the on demand space if those are customers that just want it at a certain time, you know just very, very fine uh, amount of time they would be allowed lot driver to show up, right? So yeah. it's really all about convenience and everybody's idea of convenience is different um these days. Some are require a much higher level of convenience, some much lower. Our surveys show that the consumers buying habits are in this order. Uh, they they buy for convenience first, quality second, price third in our industry. And we've done a number of surveys that show that. So it's convenience, quality price in that order. So the more convenient to make it, the more customers you're going to get.
0: What's the most memorable thing that has happened, a positive thing, when you've opened a new channel?
1: Typically what happens is we drive more business. With my first brand with CRDN. We opened up in the restoration industry. We created a category uh, we defined how the service was going to be handled for homeowners and business owners that experience a smoke or water damage. When we did that, that was life-changing for many of our operators that joined CRDN. That's real exciting. When you help an operator get into a new channel of business, leverage their core competency, leverage their assets, and make our diversification bigger than their core business, that is, in some cases, second, third generation, uh, that's very exciting because that's life-changing stuff for the owners and life-changing stuff for their employees and for the families. Uh, so for me, from my perspective, helping other dry cleaners, textile experts, leverage their business is what gets me up every morning. That's what I'm excited about. I see it happening across our brands. We look for ways to diversify and capture volume from the marketplace uh, by making things more convenient.
0: Is there anything else, Wayne, you'd like to add in our chat today about opening new channels such as lockers routes and kiosks
1: i encourage anybody to just look around uh look at other industries see what they're doing differently to attract customers today because i think we can learn a lot outside of our industry
0: well that was wayne wadika sharing all he knows about opening new channels lockers and kiosks and wayne thank you very much for your time today and for being with us here on the american dry cleaner podcast
1: thank you tim have a great day
0: The American Dry Cleaner podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest Fabricare industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.